Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Finally. Finally. I've been paying for Apple TV or Apple Plus or Apple Pus, whatever you fucking want to call it. Uh, I, I started calling it Apple Pus because they have like the worst user AI or U, UI, a, a, UI, user, UI, UI, user interface. Yeah. Like the worst, just the absolute worst. Like worse, than HBO, worse than HBO Max even. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause like wow. if you, <laughs> like if you say you share an account with somebody, you know, like mm-hmm. I do. And the reason why I've been paying for this is because my partner has been binging stuff on Apple, uh, Apple TV that I haven't had any interest in watching. And so finally, Ash tells me, oh, I should watch this show called Severance. I'm like, all right, one word title. Eh, I, you know, and then I, I watched the trailer and I was like, I think I, I feel like I watched this trailer before. Maybe it's mm. got it's got a guy from Parks and Rec and it's got John Turturro and it's got uh, Christopher Walken, which you're like, OK, well, they clearly there must be something good here that he, right. <laughs> he's in it. <clears throat> and uh, so I I try to go to watch like the first episode, but it it only will let me start playing the last episode she watched. And I'm just, I have like, I have no idea how to get back to the first episode. And I'm, I spent five minutes trying to figure it out. And then it's like, I figured out eventually if you just like hold down the play button, like just hold it down, it'll pop up a little screen that says, you know, more info that takes you back to the landing page where you can pick, which it's just, it makes no fucking sense. You know, <laughs> like you should, if you, I don't want to get started on it. Anyway, the show is really good. <laughs> uh, very, very Charlie Kaufman-esque. Uh, I forget the showrunner, but uh, Ben Stiller uh, has directed, I think, six out of the total nine episodes that are coming out. Um, I don't know if he has done all of the I was going to say, I, thought, episodes, I, I knew he was attached. He did, I don't know if he, like, showrunned or what. Yeah, it, it it doesn't feel anything like what Ben Stiller would ever be in, though. It's a very, it's much, it reminds me of the um, Jonah Hill, Emma Stone series on Netflix, Maniac, but not so quirky. Uh, mm-hmm. This show is a lot more grounded in like people doing the real things they would do in the situations they're in, not just, you know, saying weird fucking, you know, off the wall stuff that doesn't have any bearing on the story or the plot or really tell you who the people are. But this show does. This show is very much like, you know, what the people in the show want, like everybody, you know, they have differing, often differing, often sometimes similar goals at different points in it. But basically the premise is like, it's a little bit of like, yeah, um, uh, what was that movie with uh, Jim Carrey, Spotless Mind, whatever the fuck? Yeah, Eternal you, Sunshine. Yeah, or you or like Spotless Mind. remove your memory of like a loved one, you know, to like mm. get over loss of it. Well, in this, it's like this company, this giant corporation, um, will only hire you, or they want their most of their staff to have this procedure done where they have no memory of their outside life while they're at work. And when they're outside of work, they have no memory of anything they do at work or of any of the people <laughs> that they interact with. And you can, you can imagine how like quickly your employer would use that to abuse you and even more just completely manipulative. They're just make you do ways. horrendous, horrendous shit while you're at work. And then you forgot about it when you leave. So it's like, oh, well, exactly, exactly. And it's, it's like, right. they don't even know what it is they're doing. They're like basically solving these word or, you know, these number puzzles all day. And they're like, what are we actually doing this for? And it's like, hmm. it's very important. They're like, you don't ask that question. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're trying to solve the mystery of what they're doing, but it's like every day that they leave, it's, it's, it's like the clues are, they're trying to like, you know, one woman's trying to, trying to leave but they won't let her and i won't i don't want to spoil anything but like she's she's going to like more and more drastic lengths to 
get her outside self to know how much she doesn't want to be there because only your outside self is allowed to resign you you know your work self <laughs> right how convenient right and you, but you can't you can't communicate <laughs> but you don't know why you would want right. to so it's a really interesting premise and it's it's like okay but they they really follow through with like how awful it would be um and, and just how like what lengths people would go to uh and it's also just about like the, the different kinds of relationships you have inside work and outside work that you know usually you're used to this mm-hmm. corporate culture of you know like oh yeah bring the wife and we'll have a you know dinner with the boss that whole that whole thing like imagine just that that completely inverted you know where it's like you're it's it's completely uh you know like marx's theories about your boss alienating you from your own labor well now they're alienating you from your own life too like you're not allowed to th- right. you're not allowed to think about your outside life <laughs> Um, and it's really, it's like brutally sad at times. Uh, and other times there's humor, but it's, it's not like laugh lines. It's, it's like more, you know, just clever like humor, the humor and how ridiculous some of the situations are, you know, like the, the things right. that the, the boss Absurdist will try humor. to do, right. The things the bosses will do to try to like, you know, uh, keep morale up. And it's just like, you get to dance for five minutes and you get to pick <laughs> out the song genre. So everyone right. get ready. And it's just, it's like, it's so fucking bizarre. Um, and of course, they work in a building with like no windows, right? So you, they don't even have like have any sense of time passing outside of it, which makes the, as the audience you feel that much more claustrophobic <laughs> in the place mm-hmm. too. Um, so yeah, great show. Check it out. First, first good show on Apple Plus, uh, Severance, and um, yeah, I'm I'm sure it'll win some awards eventually. Yeah. So. Well, you know, speaking of awards, obviously uh, the Oscars was 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 happening uh, this week. It happened on Sunday. Oh, and, yeah. You know, obviously, obviously, both of us watched that, right? I mean, obviously, I, we both we both. No, I what? I didn't watch it actually. No. Um, really? Yeah. No. Why? Something happened. Uh, I, I mean, nothing, you know, outside of the ordinary. I mean, they, you know, they made this big fuss about like, you know, they, they moved a lot of the technical awards to like the non-broadcast part and, right. like, to, just right. so they could fit in like a stupid fan award, uh, you know, where people voted on like a scene from fucking Justice League ended up winning like the fan award for like the best moment. But other than that, I mean, nothing. Such nothing a typical, typical boring Oscar presentation. Right. Yeah. That's, that's why I don't watch it. Cause you know, right. I mean, if anything would have happened, right. I would have sure I would have heard about it. Oh, you know? oh, you know, I, I should mention actually, Will Smith did slap the absolute piss out of uh, Chris rock for an off color joke that he made uh, during what? one of his presentations. <laughs> yeah. But, but like as a bit though, like not for real, right? No, no. Yeah. He, 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 he fucking took his head off. <laughs> like for real. <laughs> um obviously no. you know <laughs> yes yes you're fucking yes. you're shitting me yes no uh, he, he did how have fact. i not heard about this that's that's uh, i'm sure it, I you would've... know it, it, weirdly it didn't make much it, it wasn't really talked about much on twitter <laughs> it didn't have much traction <laughs> no so look obviously we're gonna talk a lot about the, the fucking slap uh that we both <laughs> were well aware of when it happened or shortly after it happened um uh, yeah, so for people, if you've been living under a rock for for the last three days or so, uh, not that rock. <clears throat> yeah, right. <laughs> not not Chris Rock, but no. If you've been uh, or 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 the Rock, who was also there and looked on in horror. Um, yeah. So if you've been living under a rock, uh, Chris Rock was like presenting a uh, category. He wasn't even the host. Like the host. This fucking Oscars are so lame now because they're so afraid to pick a host that they think will be like canceled because they've had so many hosts had to like 
bow out because it's like, oh, well, here's this tweet where they're a shithead a couple of years ago uh, that they pick like just the least interesting, least famous people imaginable. Like this year, the hosts were uh, Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer and Regina Hall. Oh, God. Yeah. So who I'm sure you'd recognize if you like Googled like Regina, but like she hasn't been in a movie that I've seen in 18 years. I mean, what, they couldn't, like, couldn't just get the cast of Ghostbusters 2016 to host. Right. It, it's, it's uh, that, that'll be in like 15 years from now that they'll be the hosts of the right, show. Right. right. But they, they just, you know, number one, they'll find a female, co- you know, host cause they're less likely to have tweets that they'd be canceled about, but also, you know, someone who's not super relevant or in the zeitgeist because they're not going to do something stupid in the public eye before the. Yeah. You remember when Hugh Jackman hosted the Oscars and did this, that like huge fucking musical number at the beginning of it. And it was <laughs> yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, he's somebody like, I feel like they should have went back to it. It's a weird. Yeah. You know. Well, he, I mean, he's one of those like guys who is, you know, kind of old school, multi-talented, like can sing and dance and right. Wolverine all at the same time. Um, oh god you just gave me a horrifying thought they're totally gonna make lin-manuel miranda host an oscars one of these years oh god <laughs> i don't know I, I saw i saw something on some mainstream article recently about like like why it's time to cancel hamilton and i was, I was like oh shit <laughs> even, even the libs are like "Ooh, buddy we uh damn finally finally um, realized that um you know, doing reverse blackface was not doing any any help to uh racial justice he gets shit like that all the time. And he always finds a way to worm his way out of it. So I don't know. I like there. There's always like, oh, you man, you really shouldn't have done this this way. This is like real tone deaf, and he figures out a way to, you know, worm his way out of it. But um, but no. So yeah. So uh, during the Oscars broadcast, Chris Rock was presenting for a thing. But you know, obviously, anytime that they do an award and they have like a celebrity presenter, they have them come out and do just like a minute and a half of really unfunny jokes like that's just the the oscars format it's fucking incredibly dull uh if you've seen it you've seen it a million times um and he came out and just did like a couple little crowd work things you know making jokes about people and so he mentioned uh jada uh pinkett smith who's will smith's wife uh sort of and <laughs> sort of right <laughs> yeah so i mean for people that haven't followed that and i really haven't i mean i've seen headlines about you know the fact that they're in an open relationship but it also seems like they're in an open relationship because one or more of them have cheated on the other ones and i think that was like their way of kind of publicly saving face about about it more but basically so what happened was uh chris actually joke about her hair her hair loss due to a autoimmune disorder um what's it what's it called again well so she has alopecia right, right. which which is a, a, an autoimmune disorder uh that you know among other things will will uh cause you to lose your hair and patches it's really you know it, it sucks and she's like been really and i didn't know this like when i first heard the joke i wasn't even aware of this but uh i'm also not like a celebrity or in, engulfed in like this kind of celebrity culture so i imagine chris rock certainly fucking knew about it and we'll talk more about why he definitely knew about it after I play a, the clip of the actual incident, but um, yeah. So he made a joke, and uh, you know what happened happens. I actually want to play the audio from it because uh, it's pretty fucking nuts that this was on ABC uh, broadcast nationally and internationally, uh, and we'll talk about it. Oh, Jada, I love you, GI Jane too. Can't wait to see it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It's Joe! 
a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a... Greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. So we are here to uh, give a documentary out, to give an Oscar out. <laughs> um, so just a couple observations about that. And obviously, I was like, you, you could see the actual. I'm sure everyone who's listening to this has seen the clip fifty thousand times. But uh, if you have it, you can see it online. Uh, a couple observations. So the crowd immediately realized that was like a really tasteless joke. You can kind of hear them like, ooh, in the background. And he's like, oh, come on, that wasn't that bad. And like, And that was before Will Smith even got up, right? Um, so I think a lot of people there, you know, who I'm assuming are a lot more in touch with celebrity culture, knew about the alopecia and all that shit. And she's talked about like how she's had struggles with depression because, you know, what I, I mean, that's, you know, it, it was just not a fucking cool thing to say. So um it, it, the other funny thing i noticed was that he right after it and he and you know when chris talks like wow i could uh you know never like i think he was gonna be like i could really like destroy it like because he probably could come up with another uh you know joke about will or, or jada or about their open marriage but i also think he realized that will smith may fucking rip his head off if he tried to make another joke after that like that was I, that was the the calculus i think chris rock well, made in that moment you know he probably didn't even write that joke himself that was they have a whole fucking team of shitty writers that come up with the jokes they have to tell right and uh, i may maybe i don't know that that joke would have made it out of a writing session that was you, you know screened by anybody because that like it, i'm sure every fucking like they, they probably aspiring write writer in hollywood knows the day the before show. that's why they're so i mean this is like they're constantly doing shit and throwing shit together you we think it's this huge long pageantry like a broadway production and it's not they fucking throw this shit together you know like at, at the last second but it, it, so i i went from being first initially like you know he didn't really fuck he's this this has to be an act like he couldn't have really well, right that that's the initial everyone i think thought right. like oh. <laughs> and then you hear him yelling screaming you know keep my name my wife's name out of my your wife's mouth. name and you're like oh no he's he's really <laughs> lost it and if you know i mean i don't follow celebrity bullshit either but even i know that like he's been having a two-year-long mental breakdown over his marriage and you can look up all the videos and images of him, you know, crying during interviews and talking about this shit. And oh, it's, it's fucking it's, bizarre. I mean, they they had him and his wife were like talking about the fact that she cheats on him on like some random talk show. Like it was so fucking right. weird. Like what what even so is going clearly, on? The, the fact that it's an open marriage is not his choice and he's mm. not happy with it. Right. But he's got he's clearly got some really old school paternal hang up on being this this father you know uh, patriarch that he can't let go of that he still has to you know feel like he's married to the wife of his children so he's he's 
I'm sure she feels bad and gave him an ultimatum and said, look, either let me fuck other men or I'm just going to cut you out of my life entirely. And that's the, the, like what he's enraged about. And, you know, clearly the person he wanted to hit was the other guys in the room who she's fucking <laughs> right. But he can't do that. But he took, he sees a moment where he, his, his anger, you know, it's called a transference of anger where it's like, you can't, you know, punch your boss. So you go home and fucking, you know, you know, punch your kids or whatever. It's like you, you take all that rage you have for, for somebody else and you transfer it to somebody who didn't deserve it. Right. And that's, that's a big, I don't agree with that last thing, part, but, that, I, but, but I think he is. Oh, that, it's a very right. human quality. It's a very human thing no, to do. I agree. I agree with you about the transference. I don't think he didn't deserve it. I think that, I think he's certainly transferring anger that maybe wasn't stemming from this specifically. I don't think in a vacuum that Chris Rock didn't deserve it. Cause this isn't even the first time he's like shit talked them. And, and apparently like they do not like, and I, who knows if they've even had, conversations like before this but like i actually have another clip from 2016 Mm -hmm. when when chris rock hosted i believe the oscars or maybe he was presenting i don't even know um and so what people don't i I believe he hosted because this that was like the big thing that year so so 2016 was a year uh a lot of black actors boycotted the oscars because they were um extremely white extremely tone deaf that i mean this was the year that uh notably all 20 best actor and actress nominees you know supporting and lead were white uh there was not a single person of color represented in the entirety of those 20 nominees uh and people were like you fucking guys got to do better and there were clear omissions i mean i don't remember the exact will smith actually was one of them you know for that movie concussion which you know wasn't great but he was good in and certainly was you know, it could it was enough to have warranted a probably a nomination. Like okay, among, so you said, you have a second clip. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's important to set this up as to why you know this is extra um, egregious. So now Chris Rock, you know, probably the people uh, at the studio or at the network went to him and said, "Hey, you know, like you know, we really need somebody black to host this. We're getting a lot of shit. Will you host it?" And he did, and that's fine. But I don't think the jokes he made here uh are fine so let y'all play them and then we'll 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 talk about it some more what happened this year what happened people went mad you know spike got mad and Sharpton got mad and jada went mad and will went mad everybody went mad you know it's quite like jada got mad jada says she's not coming protesting i'm like is she on a tv show Jada's going to boycott the Oscars. Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. Oh, that's it's not an invitation I would turn down. Uh, but I understand. I'm, you know, I'm not hating. I understand you're mad. Jada's mad. Her man, Will, was not nominated for concussion. I get it. I get it. Tell the truth. I get it. I get it. You get mad. She said, it's, it's not fair that Will was this good and didn't get nominated. Yeah, you're right. It's also not fair that Will was paid $20 million for Wild Wild West, okay? That's a good joke. <laughs> no, that was good. <laughs> that last one was fine. Things, I mean, that you know, was funny. Look, you know. um, so, I mean, I, I look, I, no particular joke in that thing was bad. The, I, it really just feels like it was like 
you know, basically minimize and downplay the fact that all of these black actors and and film figures, Spike Lee, you know, et cetera, uh, are boycotting because the Oscars are really fucking old and really fucking white and really fucking racist and go make a bunch of jokes about, oh, well, they're, you're not even good enough to have been invited, which is also preposterous because people get in, hundreds of celebrities get invited to the Oscars who don't even have movies coming out that year. Like, that's not, you know, <laughs> that's not a thing. Like, there's a bunch of Z-list celebrities that get Oscar invitations because they need to fill out the fucking dining hall. You know, like, that's not a thing. So it's just, it, it, again, like, I, you know, it's shitty and it felt like the producers were like, well, let's find a black face that we could put in this room so that all the white liberals who are here can clap and applaud and, you know, downplay the fact that a lot of black actors and celebrities are not coming to the awards because we're really fucking out of touch and racist. And that's, you know, what directly led to the next year when fucking, you know, Moonlight won is because I'm sure a lot of those old racist uh, Oscar voters felt like they needed to, to fucking mea culpa on that one. And luckily they gave it to the movie that deserved to win that year uh moonlight but it, you know i'm sure that wouldn't have happened if the 2016 thing hadn't happened and they didn't because they're just that's just not who the oscar voters are they're fucking old and white but so yeah I, it's so in any event that's you know I, I he's he's just like you know whatever and i'm sure and they have publicly not like you know they've had kind of words back and forth publicly for years so i imagine that you know there was at least an implicit you know, thing between Will and Chris of like, hey, don't talk about my family anymore. And, you know, that's 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 to me why, like when he said, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, it seemed like that was something he said to him before. Like, that's what that's the vibe I got of like, you know, don't talk shit about my family. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, I don't we don't like you. You we're not we're not friends. You're not you know, we don't have this chummy relationship where you can make fun of me or my wife and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's still, so, it, you know, it's still totally unjustified, you know, and he looked like a fool doing it too. And people tried to kind of make him not go off worse because they could tell that like the stress of <laughs> all the, you know, last couple of years of this relationship where he's he's like trying desperately to, you know, claim that that's his wife, but like he doesn't say his own wife's name when he says that even he's he, like, so it's I, just, it's a really gross moment and I'm fine laughing at it. But I also think that like, you know, even though they're all a bunch of wealthy people, like it's, it's rare that you ever see, you know, the, the strain of all like the bullshit that rich people and especially entertainers have to do to like toe that line of never doing anything controversial, you know, never offending the executives, you know, like uh, just complete, completely disnified uh non-controversial types of, of behavior they have to do and then suddenly just all of that disappeared it was just like all that left and it was just two, it, a thing between those two guys right <laughs> which right like, but uh, it's it's such a like it's kind of refreshing that like a, a real thing can still happen and we all got to see it because we know that like you know of course there's still real people um, but we never get was, to see it was all fascinating that shit. to fucking watch. It was like watching that that pile up in Pennsylvania. It's like you just can't fucking look away. It's horrifying, but you're like, no. Jesus Christ! Like, no. what the? F um, no, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really. I mean, look, it, should, should he have done it? Like for for his career, absolutely not. He should not have done it. Should he have done it? You know, just if we're talking purely in a legal sense, no. Um, you know, I, I really don't personally have a problem. You know, but like. I think, you know, very much like if they weren't in a in a public setting, you know, 
you talk enough shit to somebody who you know doesn't like you and you know that you're not cool with you i don't think you can be upset if you get fucking punched in the and he didn't even punch him i should say i shouldn't even say punch because he did slap him it was open-handed he probably could have hit him a lot harder with a closed fist than he might oh, have yeah. and that that would have been yeah. a real fucking but he slapped him so hard people thought oh it was he slapped the shit at him right because he slapped well and also probably because it picked up on the mic that's it made it sound oh, it, you watch it in you know, slow motion worse it worse was- than like I got, I got fucking mugged one time. I got punched in the face really fucking hard, and I was lucky that like I just barely saw it coming out of the corner of my eye, and just like turned my turn head with away, it, right. turn with it, and it, it hit me so hard. The guy had a, like a football ring on that it split my cheek open. It was like blood pouring down my face. Um, so yeah, I gave my wallet over pretty quick after that. But uh, <laughs> right, right. But I, you know, I like you could see, you know, real slow motion, like all the skin on, like a, a like oh, a it wave was a, it was of a, it was a hell of a skin. Slap yeah yeah great form too he like he stood it, it was great he didn't like rear his hand back he kind of stood there and he just like popped him but his, his follow-through was it was a very like oh. it, was, it was a professional looking well, slide i mean you, you know, know he just, he played muhammad ali so he had to really actually train a shitload to play that role right so like, right you, you know he knows how to hit right oh and you know he knows how to punch so i mean again the fact that he didn't punch the shit out of him means he was just saying like stop disrespecting me stop disrespecting my wife it's like the ultimate sign of like i don't respect you at all i'm gonna slap the shit out of you you know you know just stop over the line sort of thing if you notice when he turns away and he walks away from him will smith has like he he like fought back a smile (laughs) (laughs) it was a a smile of relief like oh man i've been waiting to do that like like um and they sat down you almost wonder though that if if all the winners really are told ahead of time because like the fact that he went on to win the best actor oscar like just minutes fucking later so is like amazing oh <laughs> like did he that's, know that did he know that's why he could get, get away with that shit because they I couldn't think, kick him out i don't think so i don't think I, I i genuinely think he did it in a i don't think he thought about doing it. i think it just like so and the other thing people are talking about with that clip is that you know, he kind of smiles and looks like he's laughing a little bit at first when he makes the joke and Jada's not clearly not happy and offended. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of like the right wing commentary, I see, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, well, he thought it was funny. And then, you know, he saw Jada wasn't laughing. So, you know, he knew that, uh, it, you know, he had to do. But like to me, I, that I, I feel like people who are saying that have never been in that situation before, maybe forgetting or not, you know, able to project themselves into that situation but i've been in situations before where somebody will say something to me that was like disrespectful or insulting or whatever and you kind of almost laugh about it out of instinct because that's just our general you know way of conversing is to just always be you know especially as americans always be smiling always be laughing in polite conversation he was also laughing at the last joke too right and and right and 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 also the G.I. Jane reference was so obscure. Like I, it, it certainly took him a second. It took her right, a second. Exa- right, exactly, exactly. That was the other thing. But but I mean, I've, I'm sure you've been in that situation where you're like, huh, yeah, all right. And then like you think about it for a second and you're like, that motherfucker. Like I've been in that situation plenty of times where I've circled back to somebody, you know, a co- like a coworker or just a friend or something and be like, yeah. hey, like what the fuck? Like, you know, like after the fact, not, you know, not everyone processes things immediately like that. So I really didn't, that didn't really rub me the wrong way at all. I don't think it was like, but I mean, but, uh, even if that's true that he did think it was funny until he saw her reaction, all the stress of his relationship with her the last two years, fucking like it caught up to him in that moment. Right. 
And, and also, like, and he thought somebody... to himself, I guarantee he thought to himself, if I don't do something, she's going to go fuck someone else tonight. <laughs> right. Or I'll lose <laughs> my her big for, you night. Know, like, yeah, right. Or, or, I mean, it could even be as simple as like maybe he chuckled a little bit politely because he knows that that's the Will Smith persona he needs to put on in public. And they looked over and saw it was really upsetting his wife and it pissed him off because, like, I, I, would, I would be in that situation if somebody right. said some shit about my wife and I saw that it was upsetting her. I'd be like, hey, what the fuck? Like, don't do, you know, like, that's. I think that's also like a pretty, you know, human reaction to have. And but just the fact that like all of the decades that he has been behaving in a way that white people find completely comfortable, right. suddenly all of that went away. I, I, that's that's what really amazes me is that all that <laughs> well, self control finally just just a fucking peered. <laughs> Well, because he's always been white people's favorite black guy. Like that's that was like the Will Smith joke. Like that's you know people joke about him all the time. Like for that reason, you know. Like, I, like in a world where the Fresh Prince, you know, existed in a vacuum in 2022 and wasn't like a remake of the original series, Carlton Banks would be listening to Will Smith albums. Like that would be the music you'd listen to instead of right. Tom Jones or you know <laughs> Barry Manilow. Um, but because he's a non-threatening black guy that smiles a lot. Like, but you know, I, I, I look. I have no problem. I, I think you know. Would I have recommended that he do it? Like, if I was his publicist or his agent, fuck no. But I don't I don't like think like, oh, man, that was real fucked up. Like, you know, look, shit. You Sometimes you talk a lot of shit and you get fucking smacked in the mouth. Like, don't talk All so right. much shit. Like, so you're, we, no in way. a vacuum, no like way. out of public, you know? I think, there's, I think there's more nuance there. I do want to get to some of the tweets we had that I just thought were funny about it. Because I think most normal people look at that and they just go, holy shit, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> right. I'm not right. somebody that, like, has to mm-hmm. cast my entire political value onto it and say that it, like this this is just, just a represents everything to me the way that every other fucking american does but I, I did have you know just my commentary was just basically like the reactions of white twitter immediately was extremely predictable um i think arrest will smith was trending within minutes and i'm like oh right. i'm about to see some racism and sure enough <laughs> right. sure enough so uh, but yeah, my really the only tweet I had directly about it was, uh, you know, a lot I of white folks on Twitter right now mad that Will Smith stopped acting in a way that makes him feel comfortable. Um, and then just a <clears throat> random sampling of some of the other better, funnier things people had to say. Is it, um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, user uh, Steve Miracle Nine. Chris Rock is lucky all the other dudes banging Jada didn't rush the stage too. <laughs> You know what the sad thing is that they're mostly all like not famous and like Jay- like one of them was like Jaden's friend, like her son Jaden's oh, friend. Like, that's got to re- drive Will oh, Smith so fucking crazy. Another one here. Um, this, this is like each word in all caps and a period after each word. Let customer service workers smack one person every year. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that too. I, I I would only I would amend that to once a w- to one every week. But but I but I agree with the sentiment for sure. I think, yeah. I think w- at least once a week I want to smack somebody. <laughs> that fucking annoys me. Yeah. Reese Shapiro, who does the great Kamala um, impersonation, tweeted out: "Funny how Will Smith would never rap the words he just said to Chris Rock." <laughs> <laughs> um another comedian named uh, handles janelle comedy just says, says tweet out look quarantine was hard on everybody <laughs> um and then my favorite was from somebody who i follow i don't i don't even know their uh fucking name though but it's it's they tweeted out man it would have been perfect if Zelensky was scheduled to go on right after that <laughs> 
there's another really funny one I saw that said something like, uh, man, open relationships seem really healthy and normal. <laughs> right. Well, uh, so, I mean, they can be if both people are right. into it. Willing for, right, exactly. But if both people aren't, then you shouldn't do it because you can see the fucking stress that it's causing one of them. Well, um, so... I I had, I, oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, I had one more here, and this is funny <clears throat> for awful reasons, but... Um, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, say it sounded like it cut out for a second. Sorry, oh, yeah, I just had a cough. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so this this um, account is uh, at Tiny Wiener Babe. This, this <laughs> girl this girl tweets out, "Sorry, not sorry. Not gonna care about Will Smith punching Chris Rock because I grew up with an alcoholic, psychologically abusive father in a constant state of anxiety about the future." Hearing the key in the door every day was my own Will Smith for almost 20 oh, years. God. And, and yes. it's like, okay, so, shouldn't that be the reason why you do care? Because, okay. <laughs> so somebody, uh, another white woman um, replied to her, said, okay, Will Smith has hit Chris Rock at the Oscars, but how do I tie some part of this to my personal trauma so the conversation can instead be about me, a white woman, so that I can comfortably resume my place as the protagonist? <laughs> <laughs> seriously that's which is a great tweet so there's and there were a bunch of tweets like that that were just absurd and not you know intending to be funny but were hilarious because white liberals just can't help but center themselves in every situation um here here's just one, a couple uh this one's from at sam sheehan mba and and, and, and the, the tweet he tweeted before this is lost because he deleted it almost instantly but this is his clarification to clarify in the earlier tweet i had to delete I'm obviously not saying it was the same as 9-11, but Will Smith <laughs> slapping Chris Rock had a similar live TV shock value that will echo throughout our culture. 9-11 was worse, but Muhammad Atta did not win an Oscar right after. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, my God. I just, yeah. Uh, and there was another one from this uh, account, Sarah Spector. Um, if only Will Smith got upset when white, when white men take away his right to vote. <laughs> uh what state do, does that person think will smith lives in by the way i who fucking know Dude, like this there's no this is just like you know basically just what's a way that i can criticize black people for not fighting hard enough in my liberal worldview even though you know like without actually you know maligning all black people like that was that was what that was um but i mean even if there was no attack on on black voting rights like do you do you really think that if you work hard enough to stop gerrymandering that you're gonna get young black people to vote for democrats like it's <laughs> right, right when like they're you, doing you, the things like joe biden and kamala harris are doing, you, right? you, i mean you you fundamentally don't care about their their lives like why would you, they want to vote for your party <laughs> right so right so and and there, the one other one that was hilarious was was and, there, and, and every comedian of course centered themselves and you know, had this horrified notion that like they they can't just you know, it, it's it's a terrifying notion to know that you can be held accountable for for a joke you make for a comedian and like I think they're all flashing to these, you know, having like these flashbacks to these horrific you know racist transphobic etc cetera, etc cetera, jokes that they make and like well what if a what if a trans person comes up and punches me in the face for a horrible bigoted joke I make like that's going through all of their heads so they're all like in like infuriated by the concept of even you know, th th this even happening. So um, Judd Apatow, uh, director of, you know, a bunch of Seth Rogen movies and, you know, was once a stand-up comedian himself, tweeted out maybe the most histrionic fucking tweet of all. Uh, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> he could have killed him. That's pure out of control rage and violence. They heard a million jokes. (laughs) They've heard a million jokes about them in the last three decades. They are not freshmen in the world of Hollywood and comedy. He lost his mind. He could have killed him. I mean, what if he'd walked up there with a sledgehammer and it was Betty White? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was that other doctor's fucking insane. uh, God, I don't even know. where. I I, I, got to see if I can find that. (laughs) There was another one from Jim Gaffigan. I'm still dis- I'm uh, still disgusted. We don't deserve the brilliance of Chris Rock. <laughs> "Quote: When you're a star, they let you do it. You can get away with anything." Donald Trump and Will Smith. I <laughs> <laughs> can't be fucking serious. No, that, he really? deleted that, but that's yeah. No, he really Jim Gaffigan, oh stand-up comedian. I, this is. Remember when stand-up comedians were funny? Like, do you remember that? Like, way back in the day, like before they were all just a bunch of fucking self-serious, <sighs> like liberal fucking just blowhards. I mean, it's it's just I don't know. It it again, like it was completely inappropriate. But like, he open hand slapped him. He didn't walk up there and try to strangle him. He didn't threaten <laughs> right. to kill him. He just like he fucking snapped, and it, what he did was wrong. But like, like all look you think like just because you're rich you don't have a fucking massive social pressure on you as an entertainer to you know behave a certain way and like clearly clearly he's got some internal conflict and he does need to have some kind of therapy for whatever he's going through um and and i wanted to read a little bit uh about i I found that tweet that you were referring to from a doctor uh dr emily porter just a reminder that if will smith had slapped betty white for a joke she made however insensitive she easily could have fallen backward cracked her skull and died of a brain bleed same with bob saget obviously that silence is never okay i'm team hashtag take it back i mean the people that are like this this is this is between two black men right And, and it's like when you when you are interacting with somebody of your same race and gender, there's different rules than when you're interacting with like an old white lady. Right. Yeah, right? I, I'm and, pretty yeah. sure <laughs> if, if Betty White made that exact joke, Will Smith would not have gone on stage and slapped the shit out of her. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty fucking sure. Like, right. I'm pretty sure. And, and yeah, he snapped emotionally in that moment, but like his, 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 physicality was not out of control he walked up there and knew exactly what he was gonna do right you, you could see his like his pacing in his stride was like he was you know counting his steps to get in the play of time to spot. think about it right? if he was out of control he would have just like fucking bear charged him and tackled right. him and started fucking wailing on him over and over this was somebody who was very much out of like had lost control of his emotions but was in complete control of his physical behavior as wrong as i think it was um, so yeah, all these people that are like saying like, oh my God, the, the you know, January 6th was worse to 9-11 because of all, how many more people right. could have died that actually didn't. It's like, what, what? That, well, just, and, they're, they're, they're making up something that wasn't, that didn't happen. And, and, and yeah, you know, like why, why do that? And, and the racism is like just below the surface for a lot of those tweets. Just, you know, it's just like, well, always oh, like that, you know, they, they just basically want to call him like a black animal, basically like the, it, the, this idea that he was out of control. Like the only way you would think that is if you were terrified of black people and thought they were all out of control and full of rage and ready to commit violence at any moment. Like I, as somebody who is like you, like you been punched in the face before saw that and was like, oh yeah, no, that's pretty, you know, like he knew what he was going to do. He wasn't going to try to go up there and fight him. 
uh, he, he wanted to go up there and slap the shit out of him for disrespecting his wife. And, you know, like we, we could disagree on whether or not it was right or wrong, but I think we both agree that it was not, he didn't go up there with the intention of beating him to the ground. He's not, you know, he knew what he was going to do. Like he knew exactly what he was going to yeah. do as well, he was well, walking up there. You know, and also let's, let's be real. Like when a man open hand slaps another man, that's embarrassment, right? That, right. That's not an ass beating. That's, you just got embarrassed. Right. It's, and it's, that, that's, I'm going to give you disrespect <laughs> for the disrespect you're showing me. Like, that's right. what that is. Like, he, he wasn't physically harmed at all. I mean, I'm sure his face stung, but like, but <laughs> right. just, just, just imagine like the moment that Chris Rock went from being like, you know, like feeling guilty that he told a shitty joke to suddenly being very afraid. That must have right. been a very quick transition. And once you realize something was about to happen, you got to understand that like, there's a person in his earpiece saying, don't move, don't move, don't move. Just go along with it. Just go along with whatever he does. Don't move. Just roll with right, it. Just roll with right. it. And, and every fiber in Chris Rock is like, sees, you know, because we don't see Will Smith's eyes as he's walking toward the stage. We see the back of his head. But the, the one thing that Chris Rock is looking at is Will Smith's eyes because he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's probably him and him alone because there's no real cameras behind. You know, I mean, there, there probably isn't a camera. There may be, but we ha- they haven't, we, you know, haven't shown right. anything. Um, so, yeah, I just I, I just imagine like, you know, like, oh, God, what is it, What is he really going to do to me? Because this is like clearly something has <laughs> snapped in him and something's about to happen that's never happened before. Uh, <laughs> so, right. You know, again, I, I do want to get to some of the writing here because I think there is more to consider than just, you know, uh, talk shit and get slapped because I think, you know, we I think people overlook a lot that you know, as much as they're uh, sort of curtailed and curated for our entertainment enjoyment that like there's still people <clears throat> under right. all that. <clears throat> and I think like, you know, it's just aside from being wealthy, the strain on people uh to perform you know and in such a constrained environment where your whole personal life is out there for everyone to see too like there there is a level of stress to that and the way that i think people react to it is the same as most people do in in the regular world so i i did want to get to uh a couple blurbs here about that um and and also sort of like his rationale that he gave right. during the speech i, I think is is <clears throat> like in his mind was admirable, but I think is deeply flawed, um, but deserves explaining a bit. So this was from, um, let's see, back up here. Uh, title, Will Smith at the Oscars. Was he protecting black women or displaying toxic masculinity? There's that word by uh, Keith Reed at The Root. Uh, he writes here, a few things raise a man's impulse towards violence, like an attack real or perceived on our families. Uh, when it's a woman we love, the uh, black woman who we've watched bear the scars of a lifetime of accumulated slights, the fuse is even shorter. But the thing about a short fuse is that they end in quick explosions that damage everyone nearby, including those we intended to shield from the blast. Smith's assault on Rock and Jimmy's uh, text crystallizing a question may have... Oh, he was referring to a, someone's tweet earlier uh, that I cut out. Um um crystallize the question many of us have to ask or have had to interrogate what does protecting black women really look like uh does accountability for words always have to be meted out in violence and if so who accounts for the collateral damage these are questions will smith may never have to answer whatever motivated uh, motivated him to roll on chris rock 
Uh, his attack happened in a sterile environment where potential repercussions were minimal. Rocca said he won't file a police report. LAPD says it's not investigating. Oscar's <laughs> security, Oscar security let him stay through the ceremony in the front row like nothing happened. But that's not how it works when most of us choose violence. Unfortunately, like many black men, uh, unfortunately, many black men spend a lifetime navigating when to make that choice from defending ourselves on the street or in the workplace uh, or uh, in the workplace to taking up for our mothers, sisters, aunts or daughters when others mistreat them. I don't know many men who've never had to make that choice. I make it uh, or I made it as recently as a month ago when a meaningless exchange of words in a Walmart parking lot triggered a snap judgment that I needed to protect my fiance and her 18 month old. I wanted to hurt the man. I wanted to let him know loudly that I would. I spent the next several hours trying to convince a woman I couldn't care more deeply about that in my judgment, it was all in her best interest in hers though. It was terrifying. Uh, What would our son who already emulates everything I do take from that exchange? What if the police got involved and I, a six foot four inch, 220 pound violently angry black man became the center of their attention. What if the other guy had a gun and the last time I endeavored to protect them was really the last time. Uh, What I'd spent a lifetime developing as a response to even the slightest aggression became a liability in the eyes of the person I was closest to. So again, it's sort of like, you know, I, like I I had an interaction with a driver uh, a few months ago that I felt justified in like punching the back of their car uh, and, uh, you know, Ash didn't see the whole interaction. So she only saw me getting angry and that like freaked her out. Right. Right. And I said, I was like, well, th- this car was blocking the crosswalk. It was endangering both of us. And she's like, well, I just walked around it and you had to get hostile with the driver. So I'm, I'm more worried about you than, than that. And I like, you know, process that in my head for a while. And I was like, okay, granted, I got to, you know, think more about how it is perceived to others around me because they're not inside my head, whatever. Um, yeah. and I had one more here. Um, this is from a woman named Monica Heiss from Washington post title is the misguided chivalry of Will Smith. Uh, a short while later, Smith won the best actor award for his role in King Richard, a film about the family of tennis stars, Venus and Serena Williams, <clears throat> and he used his acceptance speech to apologize to the Academy, but not to rock for his behavior. Uh, quote, I look like the crazy father. He said, likening himself to the, uh, protective tennis patriarch he portrayed on screen quote, but love will make you do crazy things. Rock's initial joke was genuinely lame and specifically offensive. Pinkett Smith has publicly discussed living with a medical condition that causes hair loss, something Rock may not have been aware of. I doubt that, but well, uh, uh, just, just what? real, real quick sidebar. Uh, I'm, I'm like 99% sure he's aware of it because Chris Rock in 2009 made a documentary, uh, called good hair about black women's hair and it's, and it's cultural and societal impact. So for him to have not known that, I mean, he made a whole fucking documentary about black women's hair and the stigmas around it. There's no fucking way. There's there's another point to that. I want to get to as soon as I'm done reading here. So she finishes up. Uh, But the one thing you may have noticed is that although Jada Pinkett Smith was the wronged party, she did not leap up from her seat to slap Chris rock. She remained in her seat while uh, her husband acted out his version of chivalry in a move so outlandish, the audience at first seemed to react as though it might be a rehearsed bit. Will Smith may have believed he was protecting his wife, but violence performed in the name of protecting wronged women only steals away the attention from where it belongs, on the wronged woman. Smith did not, um, from his seat, bellow, Jada has alopecia, you monster. He did not even name his wife or her feelings at all. 
Instead, he referred to my wife's name. Whenever uh, Whether Smith meant to or not, he implied that Rock's heir was insulting a person under Smith's purview. His decision to slap Rock centered his own sense of honor and offense, not hers. So just just some other people's perspectives besides ours. Wanted to get that. No, that, that's fair. I don't really agree with that, but I mean it's it's a fair perspective to state. I, I just think you know I I think I think a lot of these are just overthinking. You know, like that first guy. Like I I fully appreciate what he's saying. I don't think this is really that much of a racial issue. I really think this was like you know. I don't think guy. he was saying it was at all. I, I, but but he but he said like oh well he should you know like basically like you have to bring that context to it and I don't really know that that context apply uh, <clears throat> excuse me applies to this situation. I really think this was like something that if this was on the floor of no he he's saying what he's saying is that he understands the anger that Will Smith had in that moment and he's saying that that's something that all black men have have, have dealt with at one time or another so he's saying that he can relate to that is uh, i was trying to provide two different articles that's, one that yeah. was supportive and one that was critical that's i mean i guess that's fair i i just yeah i i just again if this had happened on the floor of you know an amazon warehouse when like some guy was like you know i don't know what the context would be somebody would be making joke but you know people just you know are talking and talk shit like I don't think this would be as, you know, much of it. This would not warrant fucking think pieces, but because but, of the fact that they're like mega. Sol- and it happens right. live on international TV and shit like that just doesn't happen. And right. that's why we're talking about it. Cause it's like, holy shit. <laughs> right. No, it was fucking, exactly. It was fucking crazy. It was one of the craziest, th- you know, it, it, it again, it, it completely unseated the 2017 fucking best picture kerfuffle and completely, unseated that as the craziest thing to happen at the oscars i don't think anything will be fucking ever yeah top, it'd be crazy if this. like the the directors of uh <laughs> moonlight had like rushed the stage and just started fucking punching <laughs> warren Beating Beatty the in the face you stole our fucking moment warren oh, that'd be amazing that would be hilarious that would be fucking no everyone amazing. handled that as best as they could but it was just like oh my god like that's like you know the irony that the black movie i don't even remember really take the oscar out of the hands of the white movie the whitest movie Right. It's just like pure poetry. Who even? Who was the? Was it Warren Beatty? Who was the one who read the wrong name? Who read La La Land as like the winner? Well, he read the right name. He read the right name on the on card. The card. Right, right. Because they gave him the wrong card. They, they gave him the wrong the card. card. So Warren Beatty didn't category. do anything wrong. Right. Um, it, but it was it was the the producer of La La Land who was I think the first to be you know informed by a stagehand. Who got on the mic and was like, uh, "Actually, hang on a second. <laughs> right. So they they were very gracious about it, but it was still it was like it was chaos up there for like a minute. Insane, right? Um, but this this certainly I think tops that for insanity because this was just fucking like you you just don't see this on television. But yeah, I mean, I, again, I you know, and we may disagree slightly about whether or not it was just. I think maybe in a non-public, non you know professional setting. You could argue that maybe they were more or less at work, but whatever you want to say. But, um, you know, I, I don't, you know, whatever. No, but, I mean, well, it wasn't justified, but I don't care is the thing. It's like right. if somebody not, does something. I don't think that's... Will Smith needs to apologize. To... That's yeah. I don't think he needs to apologize. He's going to because and he did already because obviously yeah. for PR, you I, he has to. But I oh, don't yeah. think morally he has any obligation to apologize for Chris Rock because Chris Rock was fucking out of line and like, you know got what he i think he got what he deserved uh he i i think from a pr standpoint he absolutely needed to apologize to chris rock to control the narrative but um 
I don't think he means it, and I don't think he should mean it. And I don't think Chris Rock thinks he means yeah. it or well, thinks he's owed an apology. So the, the other angle is just like no one's going to remember that the the picture for best documentary for uh, what was it? Sound of Color. I forget the name of the documentary. I haven't seen it. I want to though. No one's going to like remember that now. They're only going to no. remember or or even the the film that, that Will Smith won an Oscar for. Like what a what a I mean disrespect. Sorry, but it just feels disrespectful to the the young actresses in the movie to venus and Street williams to the guy he was portraying that like that's all people are going to remember now is is right. him losing his temper well that's who he apologized to first honestly in his speech he apologized to the williams yeah. family and you know and, and he genuinely seemed to mean that like he seemed like he he was embarrassed that he took away the spotlight from the people involved sure. in that movie and from the from the uh williams family like i don't you know that and it's seemed not, to be a genuine yeah. apology. And I don't think it's unforgivable. It's just that it, it, that's again, like like the first article I was reading from, like, yeah, you got a short fuse. I don't even think he has a short fuse. I think he's been under tremendous stress uh, right. for the last this couple years. This is more years. of a falling down situation than, than anything else. Right. And he he just got tunnel vision and all he could see was was Chris Rock. He like all the, the people there, all the cameras, none of that mattered to him in that moment. Right. You know? and, and you have that minute of just like, God damn it, I fucking showed you. And then you think about it for a minute and you're like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> and most of us have moments like that in our life where we make mistakes and you're just right. like, God, I fucked up. It's just, usually they're not being broadcast to the entire planet mm -hmm. live, you know? <laughs> so I, re why, I really want to, yeah. I, I just think it's so fucking incredible that, uh, you know, what somebody, a thing we witnessed. Like what a fucking thing we witnessed right. is really like, like the, the whitest black guy. When I say that purely as, you know, like the way he has to, behavior the way he's curtailed right. his persona obviously he's not the whitest black guy that, <laughs> that would physically, be physically right uh what was who was the tron, the tron king no the um herman kane no oh, not right, right, kane. right not herman kane the guy who's the uh the the hud secretary for trump um uh, ben carson there you go. That's yeah, the way yeah. black guy. Anyway, so uh, yeah, j just like the 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 last guy you would expect to fucking lose his cool and snap, <clears throat> turned out right. to be the one who was closest to the edge. <laughs> Pro probably time. for that reason, because he's been internalizing it for thirty fucking years. That like, exactly that he's exactly. not tough and that he's and, emasculated and et cetera, et cetera. You know, like it's just. Right. But um, yeah. So no, I, I did I, have. Oh yeah. Well, I was just gonna say I I. I and i'm sure they have it because they were shooting him as the joke was going on i would love to see like just a one shot of like him that like after the joke was made until he walked on like i would just love to see just the tracking shot following him like up onto the stage because i just I, I i would love to see the fucking screw you know turn in his head and like click into place of, like, right oh yeah well you know it's there well and then they have was, it right posting a crowd reaction pictures but it turns out they all were not from this this thing they were all from like other oscars or yes from the just, from the moonlight thing actually a lot of them were from like, exactly people, right? and it's it's like oh they're mm -hmm. they really want to like tightly control this and until it's been like sorted out right, right. like they really don't <laughs> want this and that's when people were like Oh, this was totally staged for ratings. I was like, no, it's not. Not when they cut away from it. Not when they mute the sound. This was this is like the thing that they desperately try to condition out of these performers is is any kind of unscripted like real thing happening that they can't right. control. And that's why so, we never see shit like this because they they like micromanage these people's lives, their their personal behavior and their contracts so much that 
you know, you never get to see people being real, you know, or the, right. or the worst is nice like, to see, kind of, you know, yeah, <laughs> real, real. Like, not, like not usually, usually the worst we get is, you know, some like C-list actor says like something shitty about trans kids and like mocks vaccines, you know, and like that's, right. and they get fired. You never hear from them again, you know, right. and it's like but enough oh. about Jimmy Dore. <laughs> I was talking about what's her name from fucking Star Wars. Oh, right, right. Or two. Um, yeah, no, it, it's fucking wild. But but yeah, I I think we've talked about it enough. But we we there's some good news though. We we should talk about this week. Um, well, I want to have one last tweet. To, oh to yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Just just to provide that kind of the the meta context. We've you know talked about the the human side and then you know the masculine patriarchal or whatever. But you know, at the end of the day, I think uh, Graham Elwood kind of summed it up well. He tweeted out at the Oscars a room full of, a room of millionaires watched a comedian millionaire get slapped by a Scientologist millionaire at a fancy theater a block away from a tent city. Yeah. 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 At the end of the day, that's really what, you know, what it boils down to. (laughs) Right. So we're so used to humanizing Uh, them, but like still at the end of the day, like they're all going to be just fine. No one's right. no one's careers ruined here. <laughs> Chris Rock's gonna go to go, yeah, gonna gonna cry himself to sleep on his piles of fucking money, as is Will Smith. Like, he'll both be yeah, fine. Chris Rock will do a new special and talk about this for half oh, the show. He, he will, and and lucky for him because his last stand-up special fucking blew. Like, did you watch that Netflix <laughs> one? It was so unfunny. I I don't remember the last time I watched a special for his. He, he came I, out like 2016, I think. He came out with a special, and it was like I, I fucking loved the early or well late 90s Chris Rock stand up specials. Uh, I'm sure they didn't age well. I haven't seen them in years, but uh, they were funny as shit. And like his 2016 special is not funny because it's really hard for somebody worth over a hundred million dollars to be fucking professionally funny on a stage in a non you know non-acting you know setting yeah it's very it's very difficult well everyone's gonna watch the next thing he does because everyone's gonna want to know <laughs> right all, and, all i know is we need to know. have dave Chappelle host the oscars next year oh, and, and put a bunch of trans people in the front row and just <laughs> let's see what happens let's fucking see what happens right if he still wants to talk that shit with a bunch yeah, of they, you know. they might they might have to raise the stage a little bit i noticed that stage <laughs> was only about two feet up that Will was kind of already at eye level with uh, with Chris Rock as he was seated. Right. So, yeah. So, well, there was good news this week, of course, because Madeline Albright died. And um, yes, oh, finally. God. Oh, God. That's I didn't even fucking... know she was close because she's looked like she's been 90 years old for like <laughs> half my life since she was 40 years old. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Madeline Albright, just fucking awful person. Secretary of State, uh, second secretary of state under Bill Clinton. Uh, from like 97 to the end of his term 2001 whatever uh just a real fucking reprehensible human being uh you know we i think a lot of people's first you know exposure in modern times to her was like during the hillary you know campaign because she was on stage for her all the time she's famously the one who said that there's a special place in hell for people that don't for women that don't support other women implying that hillary clinton is owed your vote because of you know what's what's in your pants um but I mean, she was responsible but for th- some. Then just- she went out and, and endorsed some fucking right wing Democrat over uh, some progressive woman who was right. Oh, but that always too. happens. That always happens. They don't <laughs> so actually they, believe in any. They of this don't shit believe any of that shit. They right. Say. They don't it just goes on a T-shirt. You know what Madeline Albright does believe in, though? I, we, we have quite a few clips. I, I have three clips, actually. I, I found one last one that I. I I, uh, I, I, I remembered and we had talked about uh, talked about it. And this was from a. 2012 book signing so people you know people aren't aware she was secretary of state when 
Uh, the U.S. absolutely bombed the ever-loving shit out of Kosovo. I mean, just, you know, thousands and thousands of civilian deaths. I mean, just senseless fucking deaths. Um, and so, you know, uh, rightfully, anytime she does a public appearance, like any of these war criminals, she gets confronted. So she was confronted at a 2012 book signing for one of her fucking, you know, hagiography memoirs uh with with by by uh serbians i uh, presumably showing her pictures of like some of the massacres that occurred you know during that that bombing campaign and this was actually audio from that book signing that i want to play it's hard to hear but if you watch the clip i think there's subtitles in the actual clip but she yells get out uh you know get out and then she calls him a bunch of dirt she calls him dirty or filthy serbs i believe was the exact term that she used um which you know not great what do you want to not appear like you're a racist who you know is like she's an immigrant also and apparently like you know her family lineage is very uh opposed to that ethnic group (laughs) so this was like you know like an old world thing for her uh the reason why she would refer to them in such a way but um i remember seeing a tweet too it was you know because clearly you know her her reign as department of state involved um you know several wars and somebody remarked like you know how how inspiring is it that you know as an immigrant herself that she went on to create millions more immigrants <laughs> right, right no i'm refugees. sorry refugees refugees right uh, as a refugee um, herself how you know inspiring that she created millions of more refugees herself well yeah and, and i have a couple other clips i have this one this famous clip that i'm sure everyone who's listening to this knows but just in case you haven't heard it and this is from her being interviewed for 60 minutes uh discussing the brutal sanctions uh that were put into place during the clinton administration on iraq you know following the first gulf war where we absolutely fucking just decimated and slaughtered the civilian population of iraq you know that was you know people think like oh we did that and then nothing happened and then bush went in and finished the job his father started but bill clinton you know continued in in many ways the work of his predecessor in sanctioning the absolute shit out of iraq which you know we talked about on this show is a uh, is an act of war like it's a violent act you literally are saying that children are going to die when you decide to sanction a country uh but here's actually a clip of her being asked about the the consequences of those sanctions we have heard that a half a million children have died i mean that's more children than died when, when in, in hiroshima and and you know is the price worth it I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. Just, yeah, no, it's worth it. Whatever, you know, half a million kids. That's, you know, what are you going to do? It just shit happens. I mean, well, shit happens. I, it's I a love hard that decision, that but... haunted her because she had, every time that she would get asked about that, she would lose her shit. And right. she would, she would be like, I have apologized for that a thousand times. And we never... Uh, sanctioned you know food or medicine it's like well 
okay, but that that's only sanctioning food medicine imports. You were sanctioning all the things that you know a, any country needs to create their own food, knowing to sell would, to buy those items, like you know to right. you, so that's I mean that they had predicted it was going to be half a million, and then it turned out it was about half a million. So right. it's not like they didn't know this was going to have the effect it did. And this, keep in mind, this is the Clinton administration. This is after the first Iraq War. So like we already went in there and and strafed Iraq and blew the shit out of them for invading Kuwait. We already right. punished them for that. And then the and war ended. Atrocities, right? And then we imposed more sanctions. Why were we right. doing that? What purpose was there? We had already punished them for what they had done. Now we're going to keep punishing them for another generation until the next big fucking war. But that's our foreign policy. We, we, we make sure we bring every country that we don't like to heal. We keep our boot on their neck so that they never, ever again think about not doing the bidding of the fucking U.S. imperial security state. Like that's the mission, the unstated mission of our foreign policy in the, in the last 50 years. And that's, you know, what Bill Clinton continued seamlessly from George Bush, former CIA director George Bush, and was continued, you know, down thereafter. Um, and, you know, it's just, yeah, she's just a reprehensible person. There's another clip here. And this was from like a Q&A, I, I guess. I don't know what the context was, but she's actually talking to, it seems like a group of students. And this student asked this fucking amazing question. Uh, and her response is just very telling. And, and it just feels like the same response that we hear out of every liberal when we question their right wing insanity uh, when it comes to foreign policy. So I'll play that. What do you have to say about dictators of countries like Indonesia, who we sell weapons to, yet they are slaughtering people in East Timor? What do you have to say about Israel, who is slaughtering Palestinians, who impose martial law? What do you have to say about that? Those are our allies. Why do we sell weapons to these countries? Why do we support them? Why do we bomb Iraq when it commits similar problems? examples of things that are not right in this world and the United States is trying <laughs> the room's not having it it's great I uh, really am surprised that people feel that it is necessary to defend the rights of Saddam Hussein when what we ought to be thinking about is how to make sure that he does not use weapons of mass destruction there's that lie again I'd like to who are like shouting to just a moment I'm not defending them in the least. What I am saying is that there needs to be consistent application of U.S. foreign policy. We cannot support people who are committing the same violations because they are political allies. That is not acceptable. We cannot via, violate U.N. resolutions when it is convenient to us. We You're not, not answering my question, answer. Madam Albright. Uh, <laughs> Got him. And... That's why liberals don't do uh, Q&As at colleges anymore, <laughs> because they get asked actual, intelligent, pressing questions that they won't get asked at a Q&A, you know, in, in that's like carefully curated and they look like fucking idiots and psychopaths. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's, you know. it's great. Who was that fucking... Um, I, think, I think there was a that, student. Uh, no, 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 no. Who was the U.S. general uh, who retired and then got a job uh, teaching at Brown? And like every time he left his class to go somewhere, he would be followed by a fucking by a mob of students. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I remember vaguely hearing about that. I forget who it was, but uh, it yeah, Petraeus? That's, no, was it Petraeus? no, he was, was the one who 
was like had a missed. I don't. I don't even remember. It's fucking. Yeah, it, it was one of the one of the, uh, the one of the Iraq guys. But um, yeah, that <laughs> that so, was fucking great. What a great uh, again. You never yeah. see them do these fucking things anymore because I think they've learned their lesson that like well we don't want to ever be in a situation where our questions are not controlled because we look like the fucking monsters <clears throat> that we are. And we even saw that today. There was that that leaked picture of Biden's notes where not only were his answers written out, but the questions that the reporters conveniently asked him, including the question that the Fox news reporter asked him were already written on that little piece of paper he was holding. And he still managed to fucking botch it up and, you know, go off script and almost get us into a nuclear war. Yeah. So, I mean, just an absolute ghoul, you know, just yeah. what a terrible, terrible fucking human being. Um, so of course, when she died, the members of our, CIA affiliated media had nothing but praise for her. And I had three tweets I wanted to read here that will make you want to throw up. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is from CIA asset Andrea Mitchell, uh, who tweeted out, She was an icon. This is, of course, speaking of Madeleine Albright. She was an icon, a hero around the world for freedom lovers and fellow refugees from communism, uh, a mentor <laughs> to countless women beloved by her students. The first U.S. official to meet Putin as acting president and sized him up as, quote, so cold as to be almost reptilian. Also a great friend. <laughs> oh, man. So Just... wait, you're a you're a fucking you're a journalist and you're editorializing about about communism that you're just objectively like, like, Oh no, it's totally fine. If I state that I'm, I'm for freedom and opposed to communism, like the, that. It, and you're a journalist. You, you I'm claim sure, I'm to be a journalist. <laughs> I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that she's married to Alan Greenspan. I'm sure that's not why she hates communism. I'm sure. It's totally a fucking, Wait, isn't he like, couldn't he, he be former... like her, her, his, her great grandfather? No, Andrew Mitchell's pretty old. Um, she's, she, you know, it's on TV. So I'm sure she's had work done, but uh... maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. She was uh, born in forty six, so she's she's up there. But yeah, no, her husband's Alan Greenspan, formal former yeah, former federal chair of the Federal Reserve, just one of the most conservative shitbag, you know, pro capitalist uh, economists you'll ever meet in your life. Yeah, so man, he, it makes he looks sense. like he's one hundred and fifty years old. So I, I don't know, I missed him. He is. He's ninety. He's ninety six. So he's he's yeah. He's uh, oh wow, <laughs> wow. He was born in nineteen twenty six, and she was born in nineteen forty six. Problematic. I was say, they, they were there. There is an age difference there, even though they're both ancient. Uh, so next tweet here was from a guy named uh, Michael Beschloss. I don't even know what he's. He's a blue check, and he's a fucking NBC, ABC, somebody. Right. Uh, tweeted out, very sad about Madeleine Albright, a lovely, great, proud American who always understood the importance of democracy here and abroad. Yeah, it, when these, whenever you, I said this before, but whenever these people say democracy, they don't mean the people voting. They just don't. They mean we install the kind of dictator that we want who's going to play ball with our economy. That is what they mean by democracy here and abroad. Democracy at the business end of a fucking Patriot missile is what they mean. Like that's what they, that's what, that's what democracy is to them. <sighs> Next one here, Ben Rhodes. Uh, I don't even know where he's from. He's another blue check uh, egghead. Um, among everything else she did, Madeline Albright was always exceedingly generous to and encouraging of younger people coming up in the national security <laughs> sector. <laughs> Oh, just so so compassionate to those the next generation of CIA officers, right? The next generation of people who are going to orchestrate clandestine operations that kill a bunch of brown civilians in countries that we don't like for nebulous reasons. She was always real is, supportive of them. 
In what is usually a tough and competitive field, she always mm. extended a hand, opened her home, and shared her wisdom. Just like, oh, what a nice grandma who's <laughs> at the behest of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. It's just amazing the way they fucking just lie. Like, lie about these people. Just, like, outright. I, I don't know. I don't even know if Anna Kasparian had believe this shit. They truly believe Oh, no, these, I know. I know. Madeline Albright is a divine entity. And if, you know, it's it's like why it's it's the very reason why you know these people who are saying that uh we need to consider nuclear war in ukraine uh, are are saying that will smith is you know violence isn't the answer right the same people to the fucking circle people last one here from dan rather who is so boring and bland my entire life I've, i've thought of him as like the quintessential newscaster right and He's usually he doesn't fall prey to this bullshit, but he even he's just like can be really fucking dumb sometimes. He says, uh, Madeline Albright, a leader, a trailblazer, a steady hand in a chaotic world. Secretary Albright represented the best of what America can be. An immigrant who loved and served her adopted home. A woman in a world dominated by men, a voice of hope amidst despair. May she rest in peace. One hundred percent bullshit right right well and, and they you know one of the things like well you hear well, like well oh but she's a trailblazer she was the first female secretary of state if i was a if i was a woman and like that was my first representation in that high level of power i would be fucking embarrassed like that's not somebody you want to look at like you know oh well Adolf hitler was the first painter who, who led a country like yeah okay that's not something I want to advertise if I'm a fucking painter that like, oh, yeah, the first uh, fucking head of state of a, of a country that was also a, an artist was uh, Adolf Hitler. Like, that's not Margaret what you want to the, the first prime minister to run the country into the ground and create, the, you know, massive unemployment and, and <laughs> destroy the social safety <laughs> net, et cetera, et cetera. Destroy, right? the, destroy the unions and get get involved in a war that killed thousands of people for no other reason than just right. To- colonial pissing match but but um, you have these fucking like bird brain fucking liberals like anna kasparian who who you know get takes money from nato to go do these fucking you know glowing you know uh bootlicking interviews with and she did that I don't, I don't know if you even remember this she did an interview with madeline albright at a nato security conference in in norway like in like 2017 and she was just didn't ask her a single fucking tough question was just like oh well you're such an inspiration it was so fucking gross like and this is supposed to be the fucking representative of independent media and that's the kind of shit progressive independent media too and it's hilarious because she's she's constant everything she does feels like an audition for you know like actual cia affiliated media but they're never going to take her because she's so shrill and prone to you know actually speaking her mind even when she's just terrible like she can't she can't con- kind of control herself very well and well, she kn- I, yeah i i honestly thought that like when, when jink left for a while to go you know do his failed uh run for uh for congress that like tyt got a little bit better under her direction and then he came back and it all went to shit again um, and I actually watched him a little bit today because I thought they would talk about. Yeah, I thought they would talk about the Oscars and say like totally racist shit. Um, right. But they didn't. All they did was talk about Trump. They talk about Trump and talk about Putin and how Trump and Putin are just basically the same and how uh, Russia's losing the war because Putin's just so uh, you know evil but also stupid that he didn't. You know, it's it's like <clears throat> no, no, he's he's neither of those things. You could not like him 
and not resort to like you know sixth grade name calling <laughs> it could just be right to, to fit your fantasy image of this this one-dimensional character that you've created in place of a actual calculating you know uh you know figure who's managed to maintain right. power for like a decade plus like that's, but that's what know. happens when you're working for nato is, right. is you you have such a one-sided view of geopolitics that like you have to to sleep at night to you, you have know. to believe everyone your enemy is is evil because if you actually thought of them as like you know real people who are governing real people who are really just trying to get by you'd be like oh i'm a fucking monster the shit that i do you know as part like as as a part of this apparatus like that's the only way you could sleep at night is to yeah. think of them well, as and, and we've been really critical of, of all the you know, Western media pro NATO bullshit that's been spoon fed to us, rammed down our throats the last month. So on our Facebook page, we've been getting called uh, uh, Putin apologists and Putin puppets left and right. Right. Uh, but like nowhere have we said anything of the sort. You know, we've always maintained that, um, you know, that that Russia has its own national security concerns, whether you think Putin's good or not, which I I personally don't. No, he's um, like but a right wing capitalist imperialist like every other fucking head of state in this yeah. guy in this planet. But if he planet, says something true part. about NATO or he says something true about Nazis in the Ukraine, you can't just dismiss that as like, oh, that's just Russian propaganda. It, right. It's like it's it's well documented long before this started, you know, a month ago that this is a real thing. Uh you know, so but just to fuck with everyone, I found this this meme on Twitter. It's one of those starter pack memes. It was the uh this one is the quote, send me to Russia and I'll have it handled in a week starter pack. <laughs> and it's a picture of a, a monster truck with, you know, giant lifts on it. Uh, a guy with a white guy with wraparound shades, right. uh, monster energy drink. Uh, let's go Brandon flag. And then like <laughs> uh, uh, an arm hanging off a couch surrounded by empty beer bottles. <laughs> and it got uh, 636 reactions. 263 shares and 333 comments because it like clearly touched a nerve with the people right. it represents. They're like, fuck you. I, I, I got, I, I, that's totally me, but I would never go fight in Ukraine. And then you got liberals that were like, this, this makes no sense. These people would fight for Russia. It was just like, they're both, both parties are completely wrong. Right. Cause these people right. would, you know, you tell them somebody's their real enemy and they'll fucking go over there and fight for that shit. You just get, you just gotta like ramp them up to it. It, you know, it, I mean, if Trump really want to start a war, they'd go fight a war for Trump. Of course they would. Yeah. Um, it's just that, you know, the reality is that Trump was not really pro-war and turns out lately. So is Biden, surprisingly, has been trying to do the right thing and not, you know, not get us into World War Three. I, I think he realizes that it, Blinken it, it, is. Yeah, well, it's going to it's going to cost dog. him because, right. you know, anytime biden does the right thing his poll numbers go down <laughs> when when he does the wrong thing they sometimes go up but uh yeah i mean to, to their credit like they they recognize that uh you you can you can drop bombs all over the middle east and there's not going to be any consequences you can't do that with russia so which i mean this is exactly why every country that is opposed to the united states wants to have nukes so they know they right. can't be fucked with anymore that's and why should, and should fucking them. never give them up like that's the absolute number one lesson of this never give up your fucking nukes if, if you, for any reason if you're not the united states because uh as long as the united states exists and you give up your nukes you are fucked like you know ask Muammar gaddafi what he what how how he feels about that decision to, to you know denuclearize libya 
I'm sure he wouldn't uh wouldn't wouldn't really recommend it if if he were around anymore uh you know yeah just... i mean i, I totally uh, i understand i'm against the proliferation of nuclear war no so of, every, course, right, of course every country but... should get one nuke every country gets one nuke Right. right and then and then it's like you know if we get invaded by space aliens like we have a global network of defense against space aliens we all have one nuke to contribute so we all have to work together and they all have to turn uh, the key at the same time they have to set yeah. it up on zoom <laughs> they gotta account for latency and lag and just be like all right oh, three man. two one <laughs> is it three two one go or three two one no it's three two one just we'll get we'll get tesla to, to work on the uh the key synchronization technology and we'll, <laughs> right. we'll all be we'll all be safer for it right right it'll just be like the end of don't look up where all the fucking you know machines fail that's that's <laughs> No, don't worry. We still oh have, we still have 17, 17 working probes. <laughs> oh God! All right. Well, I, I think we pretty much hit what we wanted to hit. But um, yeah. Did I have a yeah. chip here if I had anything else? No pun intended. Hit what we wanted to hit. But yeah, no, I got everything. I think I got everything. So thanks for humor me. Let me read the you know the the think pieces. No, no, and look, actually were. Uh, well, I, I mean, I didn't expect People there to be anything gonna... good written about it. I thought it was always just going to be like the worst takes possible. <laughs> right. And surprisingly, I, th- I was like, okay, like it's if I read something, it makes me change my mind a little bit. I'm like, okay, I actually thought, and now I think something a little bit different than I did before. So hopefully, if right. anyone had a very strong opinion about this, maybe they have a slightly less strong opinion and have looked at it from different people's perspective so hopefully you enjoyed this podcast <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and i think we we brought a pretty nuanced approach to it overall after after talking about it for a while um but yeah all right well uh if you want to support the show rate and view subscribe on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts uh follow us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash move left facebook.com slash move left idiots if you want to go yell at us over there um patreon please uh, do because it helps the algorithm leave all the shitty comments you can yeah the more you yell the more idiot right wingers that it pops up in their feed and they you know have a fucking mini stroke and that's my favorite one is the the people the right wingers that are commenting why is this showing up in my feed because they don't understand how fucking facebook works that (laughs) people you follow can share things and if you follow them you'll see the things they share right and, and it's also <laughs> the algorithm is created to to mine outrage because the more outward that you're you're more likely to stay on the website and see more ads and that's the way they make money and exactly they, you know that's the way their whole business model was exposed like that years ago but um yeah well uh yeah so go there uh patreon.com slash move left if you want to support the show i am on twitter at move underscore left uh, and I'm on Twitter at Blank Slutty. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you don't want nada. None of this. Six gunning this, brother running this. Buffalo soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Any damsel that's in distress, be out of that dress when she meet Jim West. Rough neck, so go check the lawn to buy. Watch your step with flex and get a hole in your side. Swallow your pride. Don't let your lip react. You don't want to see my hand where my hip be at. With Artemis from the start of this. Running the game. James West, taming the West. So remember the name. Now who you going to call? Now who you going to call? You have a riff with people want to bust break out before you get bum rushed at the wild, wild west. When I roll into the wild, wild west. When I stroll into the wild, wild west. 
when I bounce into the Francisco. Madman lost his damn mind in the West. Love left, kidnapped a dime, nothing less. Now I must put his behind to the test. Then through the shadows in the saddle, ready for battle. Bring all your poison, it kind of poison. Behind my back, all that riffing you did. Front and center, now where you lip at, kid? Who that is? A mean brother, bow for your health. Looking damn good, though, if I can say it myself. Told me Loveless is a madman, but I don't fit that. He got mad weapons, too. Ain't trying to hear that. Trying to bring down me, the champion. When y'all clowns gonna see that it can't be done. Understand me, son. I'm the slickest they is. I'm the quickest they is. Did I say I'm the slickest they is? So if you barking up the wrong tree, we coming. Don't be starting nothing. Me and my partner gonna test your chest, loveless. Can't stand the heat to get out the wild, wild. When I roll into the Roll into the, when I 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 ro